Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 289. Wait, we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host, at Michael J. Putty, and we have a great show for you tonight, mainly... Because Mark Schwann is not here. Mark Schwann is not here tonight. I forgot what reason he told me to tell you people. But based on his past performances, if you heard last week's show, you heard him pretty much embarrass not only himself, but the show. So there's only one person here who can fill his shoes. And that's the governor of BCW, your guiding light in mind. Please welcome back, Mr. A.J. Pan. Mr. Pan, how are you, sir? You know, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on this week. You know, I heard a lot of comments from uh, that little weasel. Mark Schwann, we can get into that later, but it's always good to be back here and without him, so we know it'll be a great episode. This feels like it's a pattern now, because I think last time you were here, it was Mark Schwann could not make it, and I had to bring you on the show again to apologize for comments and statements he made in the previous episode, and here we are again, me doing that. So it's just, it's becoming a pattern. I mean, I, the more he doesn't want to admit it, I am his guiding light. Definitely is. Whether he realizes or not. He, he kind of admitted, I think last time you were on the show, all three of us, I think he kind of admitted it. He did. He did. But there's a difference between admitting it and embracing it. Uh, yes. He, he's, I don't think he's yet embraced it. Not yet. He will soon enough. He'll, he'll learn. For those of you who do not know what we're talking about, let me play a quick re- recap of Mark Schwann's interview last week with Blonde Force Trauma's own Ray Lynn. What I don't understand here, and I, I, I've said this on social media, talking about, hey, marquee match, hell of a match. You guys are our first opponents uh, defending the tag team championship here. We love it. We love the matchup. What we don't dig is how the match was set. You and AJ Pan. I want to. I want to know once and for all. What's the relationship there? So AJ was my agent or my my agent manager at the first time I came to BCW, and he helped me get to the finals. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He did help you get to the finals. Great coaching. Is he still your agent? I guess we'll have to wait and see on March nineteenth. Oh come on now. Come but on I think now. So. I think, yes. I mean, if someone has proven their results, you're going to keep them, right? So, with that being said, I guess I will have to make an appearance there at Queen and North 3. I have to be with my boys to make sure AJ Pan stays out of this, to make sure this match goes down the line here. Oh, uh, it's always fair when Heather and I are in the ring. Right down the middle, we're so fair. Hey, we would never cheat. We never lie. And listen, respect to you guys. Respect to you both. It's AJ I don't trust. Why AJ Pan? Now, why do you need him? You don't need him. Uh, I mean, he's done some things for me, so I'll keep him around. Oh, boy. All right. All right. So BCW Tag Team Championships, it's the first title of defense here, as I mentioned. What would it mean to you and Heather becoming the new BCW Tag Team Champions if it does happen? Like I said, we need to prove ourselves as a tag team. We need to win some belts. We need to, like, back up who we are with some belts, some wins. So, so with some wins, you, you expect the first big win here to be against ECS. Yeah. I actually expected our first big win, like, last time we tagged. But it didn't pan out that way. Well, Raylan, no disrespect. You guys are good. But you're not that good there. ECS. There are the tag team champions for a reason. They are hungry. They're on fire. Pandemic or not, they're going to continue the momentum where they left off, becoming hashtag and still BCW Tag Team Champions. We'll see about respectfully. that. We'll see. see what I'm talking about, AJ? This is, I mentioned it last week. Very unprofessional, the way he just ended that interview. Um, I said when he's doing the interview, he's, he's a member of, he's a representative of Shot of Wrestling, not Hollywood East Coast Syndicate manager. You can't divide those two. And then clearly he's obsessed with you. He mentioned you numerous times through that interview. Your response. 
Um, he's very unprofessional. Uh, and I, you know, I, I noticed him backtracking a lot while trying to yeah. discredit Raylan, but also try to poach her. So he's quite, yeah, he's, he's definitely, you could see where now it's showing his, uh, you know, his true colors and how um, he's definitely not self-assured of himself. Yeah. Whereas me, I don't need to poach any of his talent. Nope. He doesn't have he doesn't have much talent. <laughs> and but I won't discredit, you know, and I'm not gonna be like him. East Coast Syndicate, I've seen them many times. I've called many of their matches. I've been working a lot with uh, Chris Barton in different companies. Hell of a team. Great. There's team. a reason why they're the first ever BCW tag team champions. However, no Ray Lynn, no Heather Monroe, no Blonde Force Drama. And the same and she said it perfectly. You know, the way he why do you need AJ Pan? Because AJ Pan delivers. Yeah, basically, yeah. She said it. I've done the right thing by her. Got it back. Then it wasn't on that clip, but he mentioned about her and Brandy Lauren. I yes. brought them together, and because I, I knew they were gonna, they were gonna gel. They would be best friends. Mm-hmm. Mark Schwann can't see that. He doesn't have that foresight, that vision. Nope. Beautiful eye for talent you have. Yeah. So you know he, he doesn't have that light at the end of the tunnel like I do. Like bringing you up once, okay, but it was like three, four times that interview. Like, damn. Yeah. And with the same, but why do you need him? Why do you need him? Like trying to get a different answer. And of course, be a different answer. AJ Pan gets you results. AJ Pan is a proven entity in professional wrestling. You heard a couple times in the interview, uh, the clip I just aired you, but there's a lot more times in that interview. Go make sure you check it out. It's on your YouTube page or episode 288. A lot of uh, respectfullies or no no disrespect, which means there's disrespect coming. There is, but it's also him being a weasel and backtracking when he notices he's getting a little too big for his britches. And talking, well, well, well you know, my team, they're, uh, no disrespect to you, yes. but my team is going <laughs> to hashtag and still. Please, Mr. Branding now, and hashtag and still. Get out of here. Now, if you ever doubted yourself, I'm sure you don't because you're the guiding light here, but it has to warm your heart knowing that a woman you worked with maybe a couple years ago still has such high praise for you. That means you're doing something right. You're leaving a legacy in this business, so you should be very proud about that. I mean, again, it just shows what I've done, and I'm very self There's a reason why I'm still doing this as long as I have been. And, you know, it is very very humbling to still hear that, but, you know, it's good to a little slap in the face to Mark and let him know, no matter what you try to do, my results are proven. And Ray, Ray Lynn said it herself. I've I've delivered. I've never, I haven't held back on a promise I made. No. And I delivered for her, so that's why I am still... For representative in BCW, just, and now with Heather Monroe, it feels like I was watching like somebody interview a politician that was opposite party to them and try to get you a gotcha question. Yes. So is he still your? Is he still your agent? And she just knocked it out of the park. Props to you, man. <laughs> Very excited, and, and you know I am a little disappointed that the, the event was actually supposed to happen today. Today would would have been that's right, yeah. in the north, but you know, COVID happened, Omicron. But we will be back March nineteenth. That's the new date. Most of the, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but most of the card is still the same. Get your tickets, but get ready for that. It's going to be a blockbuster event, and I'm excited for it. And on that night, we will crown new tag team champions. Now, have you been successfully avoiding COVID? Have you ever caught it, or you're good? Knock on, you know, I think I think I had it when we didn't know what it was yet. I'm sticking by them because there was a period of time like that November, December of 2019. Okay. Where I was down and out for like early, two early. or three weeks. Wow, okay. So, and uh, I know a couple of people the same way when they, they were like, after, after this came out, we realized like it was here probably longer than we realized. Much longer. Cause there was a stretch like me, uh, I, you know, a couple of close friends in wrestling, my niece was, but we didn't know. And not to get, but like, too, like I was, I was at work that whole time too. And I was just like medicating myself just to get through work. Yeah. But I was, so I was like, oh, I was on, I felt horrible. And it was just, so I, I, I think I was one of those, we didn't know it yet. And by the time, you know, I even thought to get a you know the PCR or whatever like I already got yeah. the vaccination so who knows but I I, I think I did scary but shit successfully now thank goodness I've been able to keep away from Delta and JetBlue and yeah. whatever Megatron I'm, <laughs> I'm dodging those left and right I remember when Green Man was the same way because I remember we were doing a show in February 2020 before quote unquote it came to the United States and he had the fever the cough the flu like symptoms I think he went to the hospital even he was so bad yeah and he was diagnosed with um, pneumonia. And so then once everything came out, I think last time he was on the show, I asked him, do you think you had it? He was definitely, I definitely had it. He was here a long time before we knew about it. And uh, it's, it's scary stuff, man. So, but I see you posting. You're still jet flying, living the lifestyle, man. Going out the bars, living your best life, always taking pictures of hot chicks. 
Nothing's going to stop me. I'm not letting COVID stop me, brother. <laughs> so good. So you're living your life. You're not hiding in fear, but still in the back of your mind, but you're still being careful and stuff. I'm being cautious, yes. But yeah, I'm back. So I, just, I just got the booster uh, last weekend, so I'm good, I'm good with everything. And thankfully, well, not thankfully, but it's cold, so I got the mask on most of the time. And then when I get to my bars, it comes off, you know, so the ladies can see this lovely face. And yeah, uh, yeah we're still rocking and roll partying, getting ready to enjoy life. How'd you do with the booster? Did you get any side effects, or was it knock you out? Surprisingly, it wasn't as bad as I expected. Oh, Maybe good. for half a day I, got, I felt it, but otherwise, yeah, just a sore shoulder thing, knock on wood. Because I have yet to get the booster. I was due for the booster in September, but then I got sick. Then I got the antibodies so that pushed me back for th- three months. So when I was due to get it again, I got COVID again. <laughs> Unbelievable. But everyone, I knew, everyone, a lot of people I heard about, they were saying it knocked him out, made him sick for a couple of days. But me, when I got the vaccine both times, I was fine. No side effects. Right. So I'm hoping that lightning strikes a third time. When I do finally get this booster, I'm fine because that's racking my brain too because people are knocked out with this stuff. Yeah. Scary time to live in, my friend. It is, it is. But you know what? We're still here. We're doing the show. We're able to watch what we love. So let's uh, let's cut the positivity out there and let's keep things rocking and rolling. That's why you, my friend, are our guiding yes. light. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm your guiding light. <laughs> All right, AJ, let's move on to see what's trending this week. A lot of stuff was trending in the wrestling Twitterverse. Let's start with many fans were concerned when it was revealed. W copyrighted the name of Gunther Stark, who apparently was some Nazi U-boat driver and a lot of people's worst fears came true on this episode of nxt 2.0 after defeating roderick strong walter revealed he's now being called gunther did not reveal the last name thankfully because of the backlash but fans are still quite upset nxt's own grayson waller sent out a light-hearted comment saying just so everybody knows walter was just too close to waller so i spoke to my lawyers and they are good at what they do you're welcome well done great tweets. yes <laughs> Road Dog tweeted about how there was a lot of outrage when Prince Devitt was renamed Finn Balor. Finn Balor tweet chimed in and saying everybody hated Finn too. Mark's good friend Sean at Sean Ross Sapp said, "Holy shit, what a fucking idea it is to make Gunther the new name for Walter." And at Eddie Sideburn said, "They've actually renamed Walter Gunther. Oh my sweet Jesus, this company." Your reaction to the new Gunther? At this, I mean, yeah, I agree. It's kind of ridiculous at this point. If you were going to do it when he when he came right up to the, you know, NXT, the U.S. Mm-hmm. version, then fine. But now, like Finn Balor, they did it right away, pretty seamlessly. Yeah. So I didn't hate that. Two years later, now we're like, <laughs> why now? Now he's Gunther. Come on, it's ridiculous. Like why? Yeah, because Finn, Finn Balor was never known as Prince Devitt in the universe. That was his name as soon as he signed, I guess. Right. This is a weird situation here, especially for me. I was yeah. I was curious about Walter because Walter's name is all capitals. Yes. What was that about? <laughs> but uh, this, you know, I'm not going to pass judgment yet because there has to be some sort of story behind this. Gunther, 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 whatever it is, yeah. is a popular name in Austria or Germany where he's from. So it kind of makes sense. It's not like a name out of the hat. I'm happy they didn't go with the last name because that's kind of fucked up. Yes. Um, it's still the same guy. Um, so I'm just going to... Reserve judgment. I'm not going to get my panties in a knot like these guys are. Let's see what happens. Obviously, it's weird. Like you said, it's weird because he's been... It's not his first time on NXT. He had that great match for the UK Championship what, during a stand deliver over the summer. Yes. So NXT Universe knows who Walter is. Right, yeah. Like you just mentioned, great point. Like He's established as Walter on the brand already. Why change his name? Totally random. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, you know, if there's a story behind it, you know, fine. Okay. But out of nowhere, it just... Yeah, like I said, we with Finn when um, you know Kenta came over. Yeah. They explained it immediately. So that those two changes I were fine with. This after two three years, it makes absolutely no sense. No sense. Just yeah. Like, when I read the story first, I'm like, oh, who's this guy? Wait for Walter? No way. <laughs> that makes no sense. Like that. There has to be some sort of story. They have. They have to be some story explanation next week. He can't just change his I name so. and move on. <laughs> but Gunther, good luck. Another thing has been. Uh, Climbing the trending charge of Twitter is hashtag free Ali. Mustafa Ali announced over the weekend that he did ask for his release, saying, and I quote, I have a message that is much bigger than my dreams in pro wrestling. Despite my best efforts, I will not be able to deliver this message while working for the WWE. Therefore, I am requesting my release. Also came to light how he, uh, a few weeks ago, there was a vignette filmed for Mustafa's Ali, quote unquote, New America gimmick. A lot of people thought it was promising, a lot of potential behind it. Vince nixed it, which led to an argument between him and Vince, because he had an idea that, People are saying, and I quote, something Ali would never have done. 
that's 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 piquing my interest. What does that mean? Is something racist? I'm assuming. <laughs> the Twitter versus behind Ali. Free Ali has been trending all night. I think yesterday as well. All during SmackDown tonight, I was reading many comments. There's some good ones, some funny ones, some controversial ones. I'm not reading too many now because there's so many to choose from. Uh, but what do you think about uh, Ali doing this? Why why won't they release him after all these releases they have in the last couple of years, uh, last two years, even last month? Why why keep Ali? Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, that that that's another head scratcher. You know, like Tony Storm just asked for her release, she got it. So why not grant Ali his when they're obviously not doing much with him? They yeah. don't know what to do with him. And I said, again, that vignette was actually really good. I'm not, I wasn't the biggest fan of characters he's done in the past, but that promo was actually really, really well done. Yeah. So I'm surprised, you know, I, I hate to say it. I think the only reason is just for say diversity it. factor. Mm, okay. To keep a quota. And I hate to, but I think that might be the only reason. Oh, so you're thinking not races against him, but you're thinking like store, like, uh, Numbers like wise, to reach that audience, yeah. like you have because gotcha. besides him, it's you know Mansoor and Aaliyah. I, yeah, I think, I think that's she, yeah, I think that's a... really it. So it just makes no sense. I'm like, oh man, no, Ali is a, uh, all right. He's I thought he'd get it released, no problem, like Tony Storm. He said, but his message also said that he, his message is a lot bigger than pro wrestling. What do you think the future holds for Ali? Do you think there he has something in mind? Do you think he's going to go to another promotion or to something else? Really, in his personal life, he wants to do. I mean, it definitely sounded like he wanted a break or like maybe he was a little burned out from, you know, WWE's uh, sign, start and stop pushes. So yeah. he might have wanted to bring in like recharge and, you know, kind of just something like we see, you know, Bray Wyatt starting to do now finally. And so who knows? But yeah, but it, it did sound like he was burned out from everything going on with WWE. And then the story came out that he asked for, um, I think, a day off or a couple of days off for the birth of his child. And they sent him home for weeks. It's just that I don't know how they don't know how to use people. Yeah. It's yes, yeah, it's ridiculous sometimes. I mean that retribution thing, potential. It had potential, and then it just bombed real quick, fizzled out incredibly fast, very fast. Yeah, but I, I kind of liked it in the sense that not only the gimmick was weird, but they gave Ali a leadership role in a faction. Yes, a potential dominant, game-changing faction, which means they have some sort of confidence behind him anyway. Right. There's some support there. There's some belief that he has it to do it. Yes. Maybe that's why they're holding on to him, or they just don't want to let him go to AEW or Impact or something like that. It's just it makes no sense. Moving on, another name that was trending big tonight, John Moxley. He made his return to Dynamite on Wednesday. He took some time off to deal with an alcohol problem. The move was respected nearly universally by fans and peers alike. Yes, everyone supported him. Everyone was hoping for the best. He came back to Dynamite looking amazing, looking like a total different person. Really, looking like Dean Ambrose of old. Well, Bully Ray wasn't too thrilled about this. Bully Ray said that Moxley owes the fans an apology for his absence, saying, and I quote, I would have liked to heard just a little bit of accountability from him. I understand the whole demons thing. We always use the word demons as creative word to get around the real issues. We have our demons. These demons got the best of John for a time period. I would like to have heard him say a bit of an apology to the fans. Fans expected a little bit more from you. Personally, if I was in the same situation, the first thing I would do was, guys, I'm sorry. I let you down. You know, this was not met with open arms. There was a lot of backlash about this. John Moxley's wife, Renee, said, and I quote, real bad take, Bully Ray, thumbs down emoji. Our girl Paige then timed in saying, there's a reason everybody prefers Devon. What an awful, awful thing to say. I mean, this is a stupid question because I know your answer is going to be, but what were your thoughts when you heard about this? Yeah, definitely. Don't. It was a horrible take. I definitely don't agree with that. Um, you know, Bully, it's, it's funny, you know, He's saying that, but he comes from the era of ECW when the handful of times where Paulie forced, you know, them, got certain guys to apologize for angles or things that they did there, it was met with backlash from the workers. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, the, uh, I, the only one that comes to mind is when they did the uh, crucifixion angle, when uh, Raven put uh, Sandman on the wooden cross, and they okay. got there was so much backlash. They made Raven apologize, you know, prior to a show, and he just came and gave a half-assed apology. So he comes from that era, so it's a little surprising, so that he would say that. And you know, he's known a lot of individuals who have battles for what he says, quote unquote, demon. So I think we should all just be happy that Mox, you know, got his head on straight, and hopefully he sticks on this path that's right for him. And you know, yeah, he looked great. He sounded, you know, like he had his head on, yeah, really good. He's looking to the future. And I've had, you know, it was surprising to hear a lot of Mox droppings today on SmackDown. Yeah. 
like more than I was going to make like three or four. I was like, whoa, what's yeah? Because again, I mentioned we mentioned it all the time. W is the own universe, and inside that universe, he is Dean Ambrose. Yes, the Shield was Dean Ambrose. Yeah. So I understand why people kind of raised their eyebrows, buying too. Like what? When he said Mox, it was like, wow, okay, interesting. And the timing is interesting with the Royal Rumble, with many of the quote unquote forbidden door being opened. Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't see that happening, of course, but it was just, it's maybe just, I think it was just Dean Ambrose, not Dean Ambrose again, here I am. Seth Rollins maybe trolling the internet people to get some sort of people talking about in the news. A lot of people on Twitter were up in arms about it. At Darren Connolly underscore, let's all laugh at Bully Ray's horrible take on John Moxley. At underscore Mr. Pleasant, now that I've heard the comments, Bully Ray's take on John Moxley is at an absolute ass. Why? Why would he owe fans an apology for taking care of his personal problems? Stupid shit all around. Melissa X1125, Bully Ray saying that Moxley should issue an apology to the fans for letting us down is the worst take I've ever heard. Well, at Alex of Landover said, I get what Bully is trying to say, but Box didn't break any laws, didn't get a DUI, didn't hurt anybody. He owes no apology to the fans. Well, at Nightwing19 was kind of having fun. He said, it's ridiculous how wrestling fans today can be when someone expresses a different opinion that was considered, quote-unquote, acceptable or status quo. So he thinks people are getting up in arms over Bully Ray's opinion. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. But this one, like the commenter said, is ass. Yes. I mean, there's, 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 there's having an opinion. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Yeah, again, do what you got to do. But then there's certain crossing the line of being inappropriate. Right, yeah. And I think this just just cross the line. We're like, you didn't need to say that. I think this is just him trying to get numbers up or people talking about him on podcasts like we're doing right now, like wasting our time. But it's curious how Renee said that every, this is why everyone loves D1. I've not heard anything about this, but have you? Is D1 the better of the two? Oh, yeah. He's always been more, yeah. And really? It's always, like, yeah, a couple of when I've ever ran into them. Like, D1's always been a sweetheart. And Bully Ray's like always been either just to himself or, you know, more or less that, quote, unquote, you know, <laughs> asshole. Yeah. So it's not just the character he's playing. Bully Ray's not just Oh, the, no, yeah, the he's, he's, that, that's just him. What you see is what you get. Well, Devon's always been a sweetheart of a guy. Interesting. I haven't heard that. Again, that's why you're here. Drops inside knowledge. That's it. <laughs> that's just a quick recap of what's trending this week. So much, man. It's just a weird, weird week this was. I'm happy it's over. And uh, let's move on to see what TV takedown this week. It's time for this week's TV takedown. All right, Governor, we had an interesting week of TV this week. What was your takedown? Um, you know, surprisingly, it's going to be one from AEW. Um, I really enjoyed uh, the Orange Cassidy, Chris Statlander, Adam Cole, Britt Baker match. That was really well done. That was really, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Uh, I was not worried, but, you know, I, have, I, I don't follow AEW as much as I, you know, I should. But, you know, uh Leading up to that and seeing a little bit of, you know, what's been going on online with that. And, yeah, like, when I saw it, I was like, you know, this was actually a really good piece. They gave it about two and a half, three segments, and it was really well done. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Britt's work has been just out of the park. She's been a true highlight, one of the pillars of uh, AEW. Orange Cassidy's the same. He's been since he's a day one guy. Uh, it's great to see Chris back in action. And, uh, yeah, Adam Cole was fitting seamlessly. So, good piece of business all around from them. I think they made a comment on commentary how this this is not the first time teaming together, but this is my first time seeing them together. Adam Cole yes. and Britt Breaker. Oh, yes, yeah. I think they work very well. I mean, of course, the chemistry is there, but just well done, man. Like you said, Britt Baker is a pillar of the business, um, that promotion. Yes. And Adam Cole just came in, took that company by storm. I think he's one of the biggest names in that company. I think he's the one carrying that company on his back right now. He is, what a pickup for them, man. What a huge pickup. Yes. He's all over, he's all over the place. He's leading the elite. Now he's a super click, the super elite. And now he has Undisputed Era coming around, whatever they're called now. Adam Cole, baby. It's going to be great business. It's like when yeah. we get him and Omega finally. When that guy, when I oh. think, when they get to. Who's the face in that one, you think? Adam Cole, baby? I would think by that point, since he's been off, since he's been off TV, so probably Omega might get a little better than, you know, uh-huh. like th- that we miss you, Pop, and Walker's well, Cole's been just so, so dominant on TV between every faction. True. The Triple H face return. Yes. <laughs> okay. Let's stick with AEW real quick because when I started watching Impact a couple years ago, one of the big teams in that promotion was LAX, Latin American Exchange. At that time, it was Santana Ortiz led by Eddie Kingston. Yes. Fantastic trio. And he, oh, yeah. I mean, of course, Eddie Kingston's great in the mic. 
Santana Ortiz are phenomenal. I think Diamante was there for a while too. But now, started last week, carrying over this week, they're teasing some sort of tension of Eddie Kingston cut, casting doubt with Chris Jericho, holding these guys back. So I'm curious to see where this leads to in the upcoming weeks. I'm hoping we get another run of quote-unquote LAX. Because Santana Ortiz and Eddie Kingston together, I think, are money. And uh, no disrespect to the inner circle, I think they're doing a great job. But that's been like two, almost three years now. Yeah. I think it'd be kind of refreshing to get these three teamed up again and give them a run of the tag team titles. Yeah, no, it's a, yeah, definitely interesting. Yeah, I caught that as well. And, I, you know, I'm like, oh, this is a different, you know, different angle for them. And, you know, seeing now, see what they do with Jericho. Uh, I think it's time they finally do something different with the inner circle and at least split them up and maybe just keep Jericho and Hager together and keep them as a little, you know, tag team. And because Sammy's doing his own thing for the most part. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're a unit anymore. Everyone's doing their own thing. It doesn't seem yeah, like, just like every once in a while they dragged him out for a certain, you know, yeah. feud, like when they fought America's top team and whatnot. But otherwise, yeah, they're all pretty much in their own their own lanes. It's like the Pinnacle. The Pinnacle is like, are they still a thing? I've heard the name mentioned sporadically. Yeah. But is that still like a group? Is that still a thing? Yeah, mainly it's, yeah, MJF Wardlow and they'll bring in Sean Spears on occasion. But otherwise, yeah, them too. It's very. It seems like FTR is doing their own thing now. But yeah, Matt Hardy managing half the roster. So. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Now, now, it's the, the now it's the AFO. A, oh, excuse me. Andrade now owns 51% of that. Okay. So Matt Hardy controls three seats on the board. Andrade has two. <laughs> but Andrade has 51% of the company. Like, what is going on here? Yeah. I... <laughs> First of all, why? Andra... Just, that actually sounds kind of... I, I, yeah, it's a little convoluted, but it sounds funny. I need to start watching a little more. <laughs> like, what is going on here? I don't know where this is leading to either. Like what? I'm, yeah, I don't know. Just when I see photos come up, like why are there twenty people with Matt Hardy <laughs> right now? Like this makes. <laughs> and it was where they announced it. I think it was Tony Schiavone. Um, Matt Hardy was face to face with Andrade. Andrade's uh, interpreter was next to him. Yes. But then you had Private Party, Bunny, Blade, those guys like on the staircase, completely covering this whole staircase, like you mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Huge faction. Yeah. Yeah. So random. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, I, I, that's why. Yeah, if you tune out, you might like. Yeah, I just see something like, wait, what? What is all this? Like, yeah. why is half the roster with Matt Hardy? What did I miss? Why? What am I not seeing online? That's... Also, I don't understand. Like, why is Andrade wanting this? Like, what is? Because he was doing his own thing now. Now, because the Hardy family office, I think HFO, hasn't really been doing much lately either. Yeah. So I'm curious where this leads. Now, the fresh blood of Andrade. Interesting. Very random. Very. If you ask me somebody to team up with the Hardy family office, I would not have picked Andrade. No, but it goes back to them, you know, them signing to way too many people and then they don't know what to do with them. Sticking with AW again, Cody Rose cut a promo. Very strong promo. He's right about a lot of things he said, especially the Forbidden Door stuff. But the fans booing him. I think there was like the shut the fuck up chant that started too. But then all of a sudden, Cody Rhodes did that thing where a lot of people do. John Cena is guilty of this a lot too. Where they start yelling really passionately about something. The fans ate it up, started cheering for Cody Rhodes at the end. What a great promo this was. He had the crowd totally against him. And by the end of it, eating out of the palm of his hand. I was just blown away. Like, that was really well done. What a great promo guy Cody Rhodes is, which now I'm saying it out loud. Sounds weird because of whose father is, but still, man, amazing. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, that's another thing, you know, AEW fans. Like, I don't get why these hate for Cody. It, you know, he's one of the he's the, he's the founding father of a you know AEW. So I don't I don't get why yeah. he always puts out you know heartfelt and extremely incredible performances out there. He gives it his all. So I don't get you know he hasn't put himself like even I've had friends like you know he, they need to say that you know he needs to. They, it's like kind of tired. He's only fighting for the secondary title. Yeah. I'm actually you know, but I give credit. I'm like you know he said he didn't he's not putting himself in like a Triple H position back in the past. You know where he's been dominating the main event scene. So, yeah, I, I really don't get the hate for Cody, but I think, that's AEW fans for sometimes. Yeah. I think it was the first pay-per-view they ever had, like the first pay-per-view, pay-per-view. I think we had a viewing party for it, co-hosted by your boys over at BCW. And I think it was the main event, like, Cody Rhodes versus Kenny Omega or somebody, or Chris Jericho, and if he lost, he would never get a chance at the title again. And I'm surprised they're staying with it. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone figured, oh, they'll find a way around it maybe a year or two. Well, here we are two years, three years later, and he's still not even touched the main events. Yeah. Do you think the right decision, or do you respect it? Uh, I actually respect it. Yeah, I respect it. Uh, yeah, I'm glad they stuck with it because like, it shows, you know, uh, 
a stipulation means something. True. And especially somebody in his power where people think, oh, he's going to find, they're going to find a way. He'll be champion in six months. And no, he's kept his word. Uh, you know, for a little bit, he did show elevate with the TNT title when he was doing yeah. the open challenges. So, you know, yeah, you know, I, but I give Cody a ton of credit. I think the hate is unwarranted. Yeah, I don't get and, it. And, you know, hopefully now, you know, with this promo and, like, people getting back on his side slowly, I hope that is the turning point because Cody's a huge asset to the company. Huge asset. I mean, they did a great job with that. And he mentioned he um, touched on Brody Lee's son coming into the promotion, too. Yes. In 18 years, I think he said, or 10 years. It was just a great, I just, again, the way he just turned that crowd so against him, and then they were eating his shit up at the end. I'm like, yeah, that's what you want in a promo. That's what you want in a speaker. That's what you want in a superstar to control the crowd, get the reaction you want. And he just aced it. Without question. I'll uh, just quickly run on the gamut. Someone else who aced it, uh, Elliot Knight came out on NXT and got a huge face reaction, which I was not expecting. I know he's in the face now with a few great, uh, Grayson Waller, but he got a huge pop. And Elliot Knight has always been a great heel. I'm not really confident in him being a face, but he's proven me wrong. Ellie Knight is killing it now. I'm looking forward to what's going on this feud with Grayson Waller because both these guys are at the top of the business right now. NXT 2.0. I know a lot of people are shitting on it, but give it a chance. It's really fucking good. Yeah, you know, it, again, my whole problem was when they debuted it, they put everybody in at once. There, there wasn't a gradual time. There wasn't time for you to gradually accept everybody. Like, they kind of shoehorned the old guard out immediately. Yeah, like, yeah. that first episode, you had, I think, Who'd you have? Maybe you had Ciampa. Uh, like, even the main event. It's supposed to be Kyle O'Reilly. They threw him out for... Yeah. Um, I forget the guy's guy. Uh, Von Wagner. Yeah. Von Wagner, yeah. And, yeah, it was just, you know, 80% faces we had no idea of. No package, no nothing. Like, oh, here's new, you know, new person number one. He's like, but who, why? You're getting yeah. rid of everybody we love. You're killing our brand in, you know, the span of two hours. Like, you literally killed it that night. That night, yeah. So, and, if you gave us time to, because now I, I, I love some of the characters. Grace Waller is great. Business. Yeah. Uh, Chase, Chase Academy, I love that. Yeah, I didn't like it at first, but that's that's somebody, talking about Cody Rhodes, is making it his own, and he's doing a really pretty good job with it, especially that whole, the student section. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I think it's they're doing great. Something that. different we haven't seen in a while. Uh, you know, Joe Gacy doing this thing. Never would have thought he would have do a gimmick like this. No. And he's doing great with it. So, yeah, no, I, so... I agree, you know, give, definitely should still give it a chance, uh, check in again now with it. And, yeah, Toxic Attraction, that's still my cool. favorite, uh, my act right now. Uh, love me some Gigi Dolan, Mandy Rose, and JC Jane. Wow. I mean, they're just... So for any other reason, tune in for Toxic Attraction. That's all you need. That's all, I mean, that's why I'd yeah. in. Yes. <laughs> I think somebody, it was an article around, I didn't read the whole thing, just the headline, because I was busy. But I think the headline read that a lot of people are faulting NXT 2.0's lack of ratings and locked lack of um, viewership based on, like you just said, they just changed from black and gold to this 2.0 overnight. There was no gradual introduction. And I think, like, you just hit on the, the nail on the head. Like, if they slowly introduced characters, slowly dissolved the black and gold brand, it would have been a game changer. Maybe, like, maybe at yeah. War Games, it's these new guys taking over, and then they're going to change it to this new guard. It's like, that made more sense, so... I get why people are against it, but again, just give it a chance. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And that main event with Roderick Strong and Walter Gunther, whatever you want to call him now. Great match. They're, they're, oh, yeah. They're still delivering these matches, which NXT Black and Gold is known for. Yes. So I think just give it a chance. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely give it a chance. Tune back in. Uh, you know, hopefully they'll still keep a handful of the guys we all love from the Black and Gold. Like I said, again, like Roderick Strong, Walter, Chapa, Pete Dunn. Keep them all there. Help them. Again, like that's what what old WWE used to be. Help them elevate yeah. the younger guys. There's a lot of like Braun, Braun Breaker, ton of potential. Should not be champion right now. No. I get what they were going for, but there's no way he should be the champion right now. No, I agree. Yeah. Let me get your opinion on something real quick. Something I've become a fan of. I've been closeting my fandom because I feel Mark Schwann would give me hell for it. But I think me, you kind of the same wavelength. Alpha Academy, killing it. Alpha Academy has. has I mean, they started out. In, nonsense but as the months have gone on especially this feud with rk bro they're getting more promo time more tv time and chad gable is deserves it he's good in the mic he's great in the ring um it's just i think i'm falling in love with alpha academy they're doing a great job building otis and i feel weird saying that because otis was never really anything serious but they're making him a believable monster i think they've done a great job great job with alpha academy i think i'm in the minority here but i'm your, i'm curious about your opinion 
Uh, I mean, yeah, I've been a fan of Chad Gable from day one. Like, I loved him in NXT uh, when he started teaming with Jason Jordan, trying to convince him, you know, to join, do American Alpha. Yes. So, yeah, Chad, is, he's, Gable's always had that potential. Uh, Otis, it was, yeah, a big surprise to see him turn heel and do this character. Had no idea where I was going, but now they gel very well as a team. And, yeah, they're doing very well with it. I like Alpha Academy and something WWE has, in, you know, the past – you know, I don't even want to say decade. They black tag teams, or yep. when they start to get traction, they break them up. So, yeah. for the time we get to enjoy uh, Alpha Academy, I, they're doing a great job with it. And yeah, I say let's definitely let's enjoy it because they have done a great job with the characters and getting it over. I and mean, Otis made this change. I'm like, oh no, or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I never I'm thought just, it would have took yeah. off. I'm waiting for him to be on the released Future Endeavor list. But now, she's he, Otis is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's surprising because he was given that shitty gimmick. I mean, not shitty, it was fun. It was a lighthearted comedy gimmick. Yeah, it was a good, yeah, you know. And here he is, tag team champions. Fantastic. I, I mean, yeah, and, and over, you know, over Randy Orton. So, and clean pin over Randy Orton, by the way. Otis yeah, so. cleanly pinned Randy Orton for the titles last week. I was like, wow, that's a huge statement. Big time. Big so it shows. Hopefully they have, you know, big plans and hopefully they have faith in them. Time will tell, but I'm. Hopefully, you know, that, that was a good sign. A couple of fun facts, really, um, I forgot to mention earlier. Santana and Ortiz have not been on a two-on-two tag team match on TV in five months. Huh. And also on Raw, Kevin Owens pinned Damian Priest. It was Priest's first single loss since being on Raw over the last year. Wow. Thank you to Twitter for those fun facts. <laughs> this is, I think, our go-home show for Royal Rumble. Any predictions real quick? You know, the, it's this is definitely a more fun one. It looks like I'm excited for Lash. We finally get Lashley and Lesnar. Yeah. That's gonna be that's gonna be a, a great contest. I'm looking forward to that. And that video package on Raw. Check out the YouTube Much Watch. Yeah, that was a great video package. Well done. Yeah, that's gonna be yeah. So looking forward to that. Um, Rollins and Roman. You know, it's been a good build. It's interesting. Uh, you know, I know there's been the rumors of what's gonna happen with that. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, I don't know how I feel about the rumors, but you know what? It's different. It shakes things up. I but I, I like the storyline with you know Rollins coming to SmackDown now, and because yeah, Roman ran through everybody, so who's yeah, left? Exactly. A demon from his past, Seth Rollins. Like, all right, let's see what happens there. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, Becky and Dewdrop. That's going to be it. Is what it is. That's kind of the same deal. They ran through all the challenges there for yeah. right now, so. And they released half all the potential yeah. contenders. But <laughs> Again, I think it was two weeks ago, last week, people were kind of on the Twitterverse hating that Dewdrop became number one contender. He helped Dewdrop beat Liv Morgan. Dewdrop beat Bianca Belair. Yeah. They don't think she deserves a title opportunity, especially in one of the main shows, Royal Rumble. Yeah, I think it's too soon. Yeah, but they jobs live out, you know, twice already. Becca, Bianca's already been. So what else do you do? I'm thinking, like, it, that's, it's good. For Dewdrop, not only get the exposure, the opportunity, but now that that frees up Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair for the Rumble. Yeah, so I thought it was a great opportunity for Dewdrop. Good, good luck. The Women's Rumble, I'm excited for, with a lot of the uh, faces from the past coming back. The Bell's coming back. Yeah, uh, the big surprise, you know, Mickey and Mickey James and her being announced as the Impact Women's Champion. That yeah. was huge. Summer Rae, I'm excited for her coming back and her being on uh, SmackDown tonight. WB- I thought she was going to get involved actually, so I was a little excited for that. WB legend, Summer Rae, as she was announced. That, that, I did crack up at that. I'm like, wait, <laughs> I love Summer, but wait, did they really announce there's a legend? Like, okay. So a lot of unspoken women entrants left. The rumor is Asuka's been cleared, so maybe we'll see Asuka back. I'm hoping for my girl, Bailey. It doesn't, I'm hoping, yeah. It doesn't seem like she'll be cleared in time. They're saying she'll be cleared in around February, but I'm hoping that's just us, them trying to serve us. I mean, they because as soon as I read that, I'm like, I remember uh, the uh, Rumble at the Garden with John Cena. We That's still right. thought he was months away from coming back. Hashtag I was there. I, yeah, I was there as well. Over you. Never forget, oh, man. Yeah. And I, I'll, I'll never forget. Yeah, I was there. And everybody hated Cena at the time. Yeah. And when he came out, everybody was so shocked that he got such a reaction. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, he, he's bullish. Like, that was a great surprise. So hopefully we get that with Bailey. I would pop huge for Bailey to come back. We could get maybe some other Forbidden Door entrance. I wouldn't mind, you know, maybe like a Deanna Parato, uh, maybe Maria Canellis coming out and doing a spot. Mm. Who knows? There's so many possibilities. Yeah. The fact that they brought Mickey in as Huge. the Impact Women's Champion, that leaves a lot of could-be-cool possibilities. 
again, W's a top dog. Top, nobody's coming. I mean, AW's close. But the fact that they're bringing her in, not only bringing her in, but apologized for the way she, she was kicked out of the door. Yes. They didn't have to do that. No, not at all. Class, respect, because the guy who did it, no one with the company. Yeah. Um, I, I could see Vince hearing about that and being pissed. I don't think Vince is a total asshole like we think he is. Yeah. This is, um, I guess, their apology. I may have here. We'll deal yeah. with it. And, and the fact that they mentioned competition's name, that, yeah. that's huge, too. I read today that it is believed she will, in fact, come out with the belt. As well, I hope she comes out to Hardcore Country. <laughs> I'm the same thing, too. Like, what, yeah, what I do not want to hear, you know, her little the, skipping the clap, yeah. I don't want to hear Hardcore Country. That, I thought about, too, but um, I actually forgot about that. Yeah, that's a, I, I don't think that's going to happen. But it would make sense, because that's her Impact Women's Championship music. That's her, yeah. I mean, and it's her song. She owns the rights to it, so she could, you know. She'll end it easily. Yeah, you could easily. <laughs> so, I'm hoping we get a Hardcore Country, Mickey James. What surprises in the men's rumble do you see happening? There's been so many rumors, you know, I, of course, you know, everybody's thinking Mox or Jericho. I seriously, I would pop huge if Mox came. I got, you know, Jericho, I don't even think at this point, you know, it'd be cool for a second just to hear the music, either the old music or Judas, but. Imagine Judas comes out. I mean, that would, I would, I would actually pop for that, but um, who knows, you know, some reason I want to say maybe like Will Ospreay or somebody. Do you think that will get the reaction in that huge stadium? That they want. That, we talk, me and Mark talked about last week, like, Moose. I think Moose would be a great surprise, but I don't think he would get the, the pop that they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think we got that reaction, you know, but at the same time, like, the men's rumble is so star-studded. Like, it'll get people talking. Yeah. And again, it, we, me and Mark had fun talking about it last week of who, 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 who could get that reaction that they want. And the only names I could think of were people in AEW. But I don't think that relationship is strong enough. I don't think we're going to see any AW guys in. It's, no, it's fun, it's fun I, to think yeah, about. It. It's fun to think about Chris Jericho or Cody Rhodes or um, somebody else. Moxley or. Oh, wow. Uh, Daniel Bryan coming back. Daniel Bryan. But I don't see it happening. Which leads us to think what big name surprise will be there. I just can't. I'm drawing a blank, which is fun because I like being surprised. Yeah. It, yeah, there's no, yeah. Yeah. Everybody else is signed with AEW. There's nobody. nobody. There's no real free agents. I mean, you had the whole list of people on a Ring of Honor, but I can't think of one name that would be That would be, yeah, like, yeah. Remember, I popped Whereas up. on the women's side, you have a lot of people yeah. who would still, yeah. I would personally love a one-night uh, Iconics appearance. That would be great. I thought about that, too. too. Yeah, that I, would, <laughs> I would love that. That would be fun. Yeah. Again, I, I read a quick headline on Twitter. I didn't read the whole article, but they were interested in Roxy. I could say, yeah, I don't know how much of a reaction that would get, but, I mean, you know, that's definitely a good, you know, bring about a women's champion. Uh, yeah. I don't, uh, did Diana just win? I, yeah, she did. I think, she, yeah, yeah, so former, I think former. Deanna would be a good one. Uh, I, you know, I, I just thought, I'm just thinking about it now, Maria Canales is a, could be a possibility. It's a good one. So many possibilities. Yeah, there, okay. yeah. There's more on the women's side, which is fun, too, because it gets us wondering, and it's downplayed so much, I think, with the men's side. They have so many big stars on the men's side that... Yeah. If somebody does show up, it'll be like a holy shit moment. Yeah. Winner predictions. Who's, who's going to take it home? You know what's... Uh, the Rumbles have been getting tough because they really haven't been pushing like people like that anymore. Like, no. it's been a crapshoot. So yeah. it's really been... Um, who I'd want to see? Uh, you know, in my heart, I'd love to see The Miz win the Rumble. Yes. I, uh, I don't believe he's ever won a Rumble, so... No. The one thing he has... So him done. getting that, him getting... Because I, I, he got robbed last year. He... For everything he's done for the company, he deserves at least like I say, he deserves a one more six like a six month run with the belt. Totally agree. Yeah, he can carry. So on the men's side, I would love to see that. The women's side, uh, if she comes back, Bailey. Oh please. Yeah, she she deserves if she comes back. Yeah, she. So my final four for the women, I think it makes sense storyline wise. It's going to be Ray Ripley, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, and Charlotte Flair. I think that's the only logical final the way storyline they're building everything. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Bianca Bella repeats the way they they're made the building the rematch with Becky Lynch, but the men, like you said, is a crapshoot. Yeah, because there's so oh, many. We'll probably have some NXT people come up in the Rumbles too. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, so maybe you know, uh, women's side, maybe um, uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Definitely. Io uh, Shirai, maybe. Who know, Mandy Rose. Come. Imagine Mandy Rose. Gigi Dolan. Imagine Mandy Rose comes out. Uh. <laughs> But again, me and Mark talk about a lot of disconnect between the main roster fans and NST fans. So if Benny Rose comes out, not only looking smoking like smoking hot as she is, but with this new brunette hair, like who the fuck is this? 
Yeah. Because last time we see Mandy Rose. Yeah. She was a blonde bombshell. But that could be a cool moment, too. Like yeah. if her and Dana Brooke are in the ring at the same time, that little Oh, okay. I like the way you think Yeah. Again, it, it, there's a lot of times their roles have been predictable based on the story they're telling. Yeah. This it's, year, it's really not. It's not, not only is it not predictable, but there's so many unanswered spots open. Yes. I think it was, was it last year, two years ago? There wasn't that many surprises. No. It was disappointing. Yeah, yeah, big time, yeah. Oh, I just thought about it. You know, uh, I would not be surprised. Over, under, Kane. That's definitely a possibility. Because he has a record. They keep mentioning how Kane has the most rumble appearances over the last three weeks. I'm like, let's continue that streak, please. (laughs) Well, the Royal Rumble. I I think Johnny Knoxville's going to take it. (laughs) Imagine. I wonder what the over, under bet on that is going to (laughs) be. Johnny Knoxville's been appearing on SmackDown every week. I don't think he has the same, because he's older, yeah. the same training or same passion that Bad Bunny did. No, but definitely I, not. But I do respect the fact that he's showing up every week. Yeah, yeah. He seems to be having fun with it. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's probably going to be just a quick spot. He'll come in. He's going to eliminate Sami Zayn. <laughs> yeah. That, he'll get cornered or something. And he'll you know, jump out after Zayn. Or it'll be something stupid. But I have a feeling he's going to do something stupid, like something, quote, unquote, jackass. He maybe jump off the top rope or do something with a weapon to almost and then like get just get his ass kicked yeah oh he'll yeah he'll jump on like you know like a ton of wrestlers and they'll catch yeah. him and <laughs> d- dart him out yeah so again looking forward to this rumble really one i have not said that in a while but i'm looking forward to this rumble not only for the rumble matches itself but again those main events with bobby lashley brock lesnar and um the shield guys are they doing the mixed talk are, are they doing i haven't uh edge and beth against Miz. And... yes it's the it couple versus the grit couple okay yes yeah, so that'll that'll be great too They've been building that storyline up fantastic. They're doing a good job with that too, but I just I feel like the the Edge and Beth is going to win here. Yeah, oh well, yeah. It's just Miz doesn't get enough fucking credit, man. I, when I, when this feud started with Edge a couple weeks ago, I mentioned it. This might be the opportunity to reset the Miz and yeah. make him like a legit heel. Yeah, they haven't done that. He's back to being a comedy act, and it's just like uh, so disappointing. Yeah, but again, I know you're a big fan of history, so am I. Yes. Maurice and Beth Phoenix will be the first two females to compete over the span of three decades. Yeah, that's that's, that's great. Huge. That's wild. Yeah, that's really they've been here that long. Wow, good for them. Yeah, fucking love Maurice. Uh, happy birthday to her, by the way. I think it's today, the twenty first. Yes. <laughs> On that note, Governor, great time here. Thank you for being here. Let's get in some go home thoughts. What do you have for me? Uh, you know, we're all navigating through these tough times, but, you know, hope everybody stays safe. There's still a lot of independent shows going on, so, you know, be safe with those as well. But a lot of them are adhering to, you know, COVID regulations. Get vaxxed, get boosted if you can, wear your masks and shows. Let's get the world back to business. You know, I miss performing, you know, supposed to have a couple of shows this month, got canceled, unfortunately. But we're coming back. Don't worry. BCW in March, uh, Titan Championship Wrestling in February. Got some good things coming up. Looking forward to shows. Coming back, especially BCW, you know, our home base, if you will. But also, you know, we, we're a big supporter of independent wrestling here. But before we move on to the Queen of the North card again, because let's recap it real quick since I have you here. Another thing, me and especially Green Men are a fan of, karaoke. Before the show started, you mentioned something briefly to me. I hope you, can, you don't mind expanding on it. There might be the Guiding Light karaoke coming up. Yeah, yeah. If you're in New York, uh, yeah, we're going to start doing it hopefully uh, beginning of February. Uh, your Guiding Light Karaoke Night. Uh, it's going to be at Pink's Bar uh, on 10th Street and 1st Avenue. Going to have a good time, yes, and come out, sing some songs. You know, I'm, I'll be hosting, so you might have some special guests here and there. Who knows? Okay. But come on out. It'll be a great time here in the area. And, yeah, follow the social media, uh, Pink's Cantina EV. And, of course, follow me uh, on Instagram, AJPanPC, and on Twitter, AJPan underscore PCA. We'll have all the updates there. But, yeah, it's coming sing, you know. What's your go-to karaoke song? Hands down, without question, it always surprising to me here in New York City gets the crowd reaction. Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks. That does. That does get a good reaction in New York. Yeah, whenever I hear it. It's always surprising. Surprising. But, yeah, but when it does get played, there's always like, there's always a contingent of people that get right into it. Remember me and Green Man were at some random bar by his house, and uh, a good friend of ours was doing karaoke, hosting it. So I decided to do like I mean, my go-to song. Let me do it. So I did it. Not only the whole place rocking, but like two hot chicks came up to me and started singing with me. I'm like, all right, yeah, okay. We did it. With, we did it at Atlantic City with uh, Mark Schwann. Whole crowd loved it. I mean, I mean, just a heads up. That's the last time I did a karaoke. 
and I might have some PSD because that's when I got COVID. So I have a lot of faith and trust in you that you'll be more cleaner, more we safer. We are doing to say, yeah, the bar is uh, dirty the Max Bar, and we're getting, uh, we're looking, we're going to get um, disposable mic covers for each song. So I want to make everything safe for everybody. So we got to get back to normal. So let's come out and have a good time. If you're in New York area, you know, get follow our social media. So, you know, well, you'll see when it definitely starts, but we're looking at the first week of February on a Tuesday night. So. Yeah, we'll have some fun. Hopefully, we'll have you know some local independent guys come out every once in a while. Okay, it'll be a good time. A good time. Who knows? We might do some giveaways. We're gonna have drink specials, food specials. It's gonna be a rocking time. I think the first and only time I think me and you did karaoke together was when uh, Shadow Wrestling hosted the after party for anniversary. Yes, which was headlined by Darius Carter and Austin Theory, and just you blew me away. I think was we doing like Snoop Dogg or something? Yeah, yeah, gin and juice. That's my go-to karaoke. That was amazing. Yeah, he just. <laughs> You're you are a man of many talents. You know, I try. I try. I'm 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 about entertaining the masses. So that's what I answered. I'm just going to entertain my my pangregation. That's what I'm here to do. I didn't ask you what your go-to karaoke song. I think I knew that what it was. I asked Mark Shawan what his go-to karaoke song. Probably some Celine Dion, something like that. But my heart will go on. He didn't have one. Who does that? That shows you his character. That shows you the kind of man Mark Shawan is. Who doesn't have a go-to karaoke song? Yeah, if you don't have a go-to, yeah, that's, yeah. It, it, I, I, see, I would have respected him more even if he did pick something. At least he would have had one. Yeah, I exactly. I had less respect for him than I did. Yeah. Coming into this. Oh. He's a piece of trash. He's a prick. Please, be careful. <laughs> He's obsessed with you. Be careful, please. Oh, I see, yeah. I try, yeah, I try to poach my town. What, Raylan said it best. I give results, so. And Mark Swan does nothing. He does nothing, but he, exactly, he does nothing. He doesn't even show up for the podcast. No. Because, again, right. after the interview aired, I called him out. He was unapologetic. But I think what I said hit home to him. And he didn't want to be here tonight, which is great for me because then I bring you on to yes. eviscerate him even more. Of course. Yeah, that's what he deserves. Piece of garbage. <laughs> but be careful when we do host karaoke because, you know, last time you guys hung out, he stayed out way past his bedtime, past his curfew. He did. He lost his phone. Lost his phone. Spent triple digits on a cab ride home. Yes. So I'm not sure if you'll be able to get Mark Schwann out easily, but you have four months before the baby comes. So I'm hoping he comes out just a couple last times before his freedom's taken away. We're gonna, yeah, we'll try. Hope, we'll try, we're gonna try hopefully before Queen of the North. So before, you know, I've got to smack him around and make sure he doesn't interfere in the make sure he doesn't interfere in the BCW tag team title match. So for one night, for the baby's sake, we'll put a difference aside and have a couple of drinks and try and keep things. You know, set personal professional separately. What you should do is change your karaoke night to that Friday, uh, the Thursday before Queen of the North. So when that Friday rolls around, he lost his phone. His wife won't let him out because he's in trouble. He won't be able so to show up. Say he'll be, uh, yeah, he'll be grounded. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark Schwann, man. Mark Schwann. Uh, he loves to dance. He loves to dance. He loves to dance. Will you be one of the karaoke hosts that sing songs as well? Oh, of course, yeah. Okay. That's half of the fun. You know, so show, make sure you got to show people that it's okay to come up. It's okay to make a fool. Yeah. Let's go, we're here to have fun. It's not American Idol. It's not, you know, the voice. We're out here to have fun, have some laughs. That was my problem. Like, I love karaoke, and I was a slow learner into it. Greenman definitely got me into it more. But I was always one of those guys who had to do it with crowds, like a group yeah. song. And then that slowly bled into, like, duets. And then I felt comfortable to do it solo. But then in the back of my head, like, I got to pick the right song. And when you get a room by yourself, your friends, you're drunk, you don't give a, you don't give a shit. But yeah. in front of a crowd, old eyes staring at you, it's still a little nerve-wracking. It is, yeah. Now, now I just, I go to, I've even, like, stopped doing some of my staples. I just do fun songs. Because I sit back and I hear then people, you know, they'll sing something sad or they're trying to do just something. You're trying to, trying to perform too much. We don't want to hear you perform. No. If you're good, great. I want to hear a good performance. But I want to go on that fun. It's like, you know, like when... When, uh, we, we went out from uh, Cheyenne Ortiz's birthday, and oh, he did karaoke. So, um, I, you know, there was, it was too much back and forth of, you know, Dolly Parton and mm-hmm. some sad stuff. So I ended up doing RuPaul's Supermodel. Oh, shit. Nice. And the crowd went nuts. And that's what I'm like, okay. We that's did the fun part that. of it, yeah. um, By accident, somebody picked Panic at the Disco, and then they left. I'm like, I'll, I'll do it. Nice. And I didn't realize how big of a song that became, because everybody, the whole crowd went nuts for it. I'm like, all right. Yeah. I had my little teenage uh, emo moment for that second. But yeah, it's all about having fun. You it's all about have, having fun, yeah. Life is too short. That's the lesson I've taken out of this pandemic. 
while we're on the subject of karaoke, by the way, I didn't want to bring it up, but we did. So this is awesome. Me and a couple of friends would always go to this bar back in 2002, 2003. Long time ago, aging myself, for karaoke nights. That's when I started doing karaoke. Saturday nights, go to this bar, all night doing karaoke. But there was this one old guy, one old woman, every, every single week, would do this one song. Song I never heard of before. And they did the dirty version of it. Very raunchy, very sexual, very dirty. Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Okay, that's a good song if you can pull it off. It's funny. It was great. You know, I mentioned, so to this day, the, oh, the dirty version? Like, what's the dirty version? No one knows about it. I guess it, only these people knew about it. And it's funny we're talking about it here on the day Meatloaf passed away. I was going to say, rest in peace, Meatloaf. So it's a great song, great singer. There's so many karaoke songs about him that you can rock karaoke. I'm sure somebody will do it. I kind of uh, feel bad for the karaoke hosts this weekend because I'm sure all they're doing is Meatloaf songs. Oh, yeah. But those songs are, like, long. Yeah. Paranoid by the Death World is, like, almost nine minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, three minutes is, like, the interlude with the with the baseball. <laughs> uh... <laughs> the Rizzuto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you, got, you have to act like, yeah, like, if you don't know what you're doing, like, you got to perform that. <laughs> yeah. It's also, like, uh, there's been people who sang I Got You, Babe by Sonny and Cher. Great song. Yeah. Fun to sing. But for the last, what, two minutes, it's just I Got You, Babe nonstop over and over again? Yeah. No. No, no, I'm done. You can't do that fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, this is on that point. If, like, I try not to, but, like, if I do it with somebody and we start doing that, that's the point. Like, I'll just grab the mic and be like, all right, sip your bartenders. Yeah. Thank you for coming out tonight. Yes. Everybody's listening. Who wants to do a shot? You know, <laughs> yeah, do stuff like that. I think we're going to have to do one, not a karaoke night on here, but we'll have to do something outside of the studio, your studio and try and figure it out where me, you, and Mark having drinks and shooting an episode. I'm down for that. Yeah, After, we got it. <laughs> there's, a, there's a karaoke bar by my house. I saw it recently opened up. I'll bring my shit. We'll just have a drunken karaoke night one night. Just do it like a random okay. episode. I like it. I love it. Shot of wrestling after dark. Yes. <laughs> but real quick, I mean, I've talked about karaoke all night. Let's, yeah. wrap, let's wrap things up here. <laughs> Were you guys nervous at all? Would you guys postpone Queen of the North that you would not get your main event, Marina Shafir, Darius Carter? Was it some trepidation? I was incredibly nervous. <laughs> how, how relieved are you? I'm so happy the main I, event's still going on. So happy. Yeah, that w- once I heard that, you know, the both 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 talents were good for it, I was so relieved. I mean, there's a lot on the card, you know. I mean, most of it is intact, thank goodness. Uh, there's a couple of, uh, sadly, you know, scheduling conflicts. We can't have some talent that I would want to still have on the show, but I'm we, hopefully we'll have them in the future, okay. have good relationships with them. But that was the main one, that we got yeah. a lot of, you know, a lot of people seem to be very excited for it. I'm one of them. Uh, Marina's very excited. Darius is excited. So... I definitely, that's a match that has not happened. That's, you know, again, I had that, I've been planning this match since July. Wow. We were thinking, as soon as we think about coming back, and like, we need somebody for Darius Queen of the North. What are your thoughts? And when she got released, like, Maria Shafir in my wow. head. And even before I brought it to management, I'm like, Darius, like, I know you, because I know he's, he, people, know people that he wants competition. He wants the best. He wants to test himself. Of course. That's, and I said, that's what the champions and I, want. So I said, Darius, I'm like, here's, I have an idea for you for BCW. I said, what do you think of Marina Shafir? And he just shot me a look with a smile. I'm like, I knew it. Nice. I'm like, all right. I said, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna work on this. And me, my, myself, Cole, Mr. Cole, and Marina, we back and forth discussions. And thank goodness we made it happen. And I can't wait for March 19th. That's gonna be an amazing match, a great event. Even with some of the, you know, rescheduling, it's gonna be a lot of it's a lot of it's still intact. And full announcements coming soon. But uh, you know. I think, you know what? Who cares? Uh, I'll announce it. <laughs> it's going to be announced soon, so we have that. Uh, the women's title match will now be one-on-one. It'll be Vanity against Lucas Lala. Okay. Yeah, Riley Shepard, unfortunately, match. cannot make this event, but Riley's, you know, she's a big part of the BCW fraternity in our family, yeah. so she'll be back. Um, as we've mentioned, you know, East Coast Syndicate defends the tag team titles against my girls, hotter than any NFT out there, the BFTs, <laughs> Blonde Force Trauma. That's a shirt right there. <laughs> Uh, we have Queen of the Monsters. We're working on that match. That'll be a great match. Quinn McKay and Becca is still on for Queen of the North qualifying match. Uh, and we have two other qualifiers we're working on. But, yeah, the event is going to be great. We're looking forward to it. Get your tickets for that, please. It's our, our first event back since uh, last anniversary. We are going to knock it out of the park. Everybody's hungry. Everybody's excited. Come get your tickets. Uh, March 19th at the Phil Sheridan Building in Richfield Park, New Jersey. 
lot of events are there. We're bringing something we think are different. A lot of talent that, you know, are not usually in the area will be there. So come check us out. Now, it must not have been an easy decision to make to postpone it, but it was the right one. So when you picked March 19th, is that the date you picked? Like, randomly, or do you have to work with Marina Shafir, other talent? Like, is this, does this date work for you? Like, if March 19th did not work for Marina Shafir, would you have chosen another date? We we actually we had, that, that was originally, so I'll pull back, to, that was originally going to be uh, anniversary. That was supposed oh, to be okay. the date for wow, anniversary. Okay. So we had that date locked in already, so we, you know, Mr. Cole decided to move it to that date, and we just had to hope everything worked out. And, and did, thankfully, the stars are so, you know, it would it would have been tough to get a main event that caliber but yeah. thankfully everything worked out yeah, and you. we have that main event and awesome i agree that as once once i got the you know the email saying that you know marina's still on and darius is good i had such a sigh of relief yeah i'm like thank goodness imagine. we did hear the show too i can't imagine you guys in management yeah. yeah like even if we had a reschedule everything else on the show we had that so okay now i cannot make your anniversary show in atlantic city but somebody mentioned Atlantic City for BCW might be a future partnership. Is there any future plans going back to Atlantic City in the future? Or doing one show at a time with everything going on? We're taking it uh, you know, a little step at a time right now. Atlantic City, I mean, it was, that was a tough time. So it's hard to judge Atlantic City. Uh, it was fun. Yeah. Had a lot of fun out there. The event. It was great. It, it was, you know, the, the show itself was fun. You know, I wish the crowd was a little bit higher. Mm. But uh, there were a lot, a lot of moving parts that, you know, trying different things, trial and error, wasn't the best time to do trial and error, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> it happens. It's uh, part of history right now, but we're coming back full force. Uh, yeah, Atlantic City, it's a great time. You know, hopefully we can hopefully we can get back there or, you know, move us to another place in Jersey. Uh, New York, hopefully at some point, you know, once COVID restrictions, you know, lift and things get better. Uh, I mean, you know, and, you know, hopefully maybe... It'll never happen, but, you know, the, the State Athletic Commission, uh, that's a whole other yeah. story. But, uh, you know, we do miss New York. I miss, I, you know, I have so many friends who want to come see shows, and unfortunately, they, you know, they can't see it in New York. But mm-hmm. Jersey, you know, thankfully, you know, Jersey's been good to a lot of companies. They've been good to yeah, us. So, you know, we're out there. And, yeah, but we're looking, you know, Queen of the North, knock it out of the park. And once that, you know, is not about what a success, BCW's back in full force. We have a lot of plans. You know, we're looking to, you know, restructure it. It's a, we, we have a clean slate, basically. So there'll be a lot of changes, uh, some new faces, some old faces, uh, different direction companies are going. We're looking at just making, we want the best competition. We want the best talent. It doesn't matter if it's male, female. Uh, we're not concentrating, per se, on, let's say, intergender, but mm-hmm. we're definitely going to have more presence. You might see more female versus female, male, male, male versus male, male versus female. It, it evolved from the Grand Dragon term where it was that was going to be just yeah. an intergender, or for lack of a better term, an intergender title. But now, as we see with Queen of the North, so much excitement for these matches like Darius Marina, ECS versus BFT. So you know what? Let's have the best talents. Let's see the best, whoever the fans want to see come to BCW. If they can perform, if they want to be a part of our fraternity, we want you in here, and we want the best. I think it was Anthony Cole who mentioned it like during his interview with Mark Schwann that they have championships they want to be defended. Why would we exclude so-and-so because of their gender? We want the best competition. So if the best competition out there from Darius Carter is Marina Shafir, why would we, because she's a woman, we're not going to th- throw her out. I think we can't have a woman against a man. I think that's why, I think you guys are the forefront of this, um, leading this intergender movement. I hate to say intergender, but you guys are just, I don't care what sex you are. If you're the best qualifying person, we're going to give you an opportunity. I think that's why BCW is going to blow up next uh, this year, 2022. I mean, yeah, like, I, you know, again, like in the tag team scene, too, like, you know, it could be, you know, whoever, uh, ECS, Law Enforce Drama, but, you know, South Philly's finest, love them, could have, you know, why not have, uh, you know, Casey Cattell and Brandon Kirk come in? Yeah. Why not have them challenge? You know, uh, FBN, and, you know, Alley Cats, they've been doing their thing. Why not have them come in? Three. Well, you know, why not have, you know, another female tag? You know, it's, we want the best talent, so why not? Why, why limit ourselves to just ECS versus South Philly's Finest or, you know, uh, the Blood Brothers or whatever tag team? No, I want to open it up. I want to see the uh, the return to BCW of the recently released, I guess, Jerry Departed, Brandy Loren and Kimberly. 
the way they executed. Kimberly's been a part of Two Queen of the North. I'm a huge fan of her work. Uh, Brandy Lauren, of course. You know, she was a PCA member, and that's right. hey, you never know. You know the way they executed, uh, the way they killed them off on Impact. I thought like that's fucking hilarious, but unfortunate for them. So I'm assuming there's so much opportunities in the future for them. I'm hoping one landing spot is BCW because they deserve it. I mean, hey, who knows? Maybe we'll have a six, you know, a six woman one time with uh, Ray Land, Heather Monroe, and Brandy Lauren. Ooh, okay. Well, no, you know, hey, the AJ Pan, we're always working. AJ Pan, you've been a great, great guest host. I had a great time with you tonight, as always. Yes. Always Again, that's time. why you're, you're my guiding light. You have always a great time. Never disappoint. Yes. Any parting words for Mark Schwann? Because you know he's listening. Because he's obsessed with you. He is. He's upset. You know, he was announced one time as, you know, uh, America's favorite actor when yeah. everybody knows I was America's favorite agent. Well, no, no, no. Let me, let me uh, cut you off here. He's, he wasn't announced as that. He announced himself as that. Well, that's true. Yeah. But he, because so, he wants to, you know, and I wish he would just admit it. I'd be happy to take him under my wing. Just admit it. You know, I know he looks up to me. He does. You know, you know, I'm like, you know, well, not, I was going to say, I'm like a big brother to him. I can see that. Yeah. So, you know, but you know what? But. Right now, you know, he's a he's a prick talking behind my back, yeah. trying to poach my clients. Not two, but three times telling Raylan why is she with me. Yep. And she shut him down every time because <laughs> I deliver. Mark Schwan, he just loves to dance. Loves to dance. I mean, there's he not loves. There's not <laughs> much more we can say about that. Let's get out of here. Uh, where can people find you on social medias? Uh, again, you know, you can find me on Twitter at AJPan underscore PCA. Uh, find me on Instagram at AJPanPC. And, you know, yeah, come if you're in New York area, come down to Pink starting in February on Tuesday nights, uh, 10th Street, 1st Avenue, Your Guiding Light, Karaoke Night. It's going to be a great time. And stay tuned to our social medias, Shot of Wrestling. We'll keep you updated once that starts because we will be there. Because yeah, well, no, maybe we'll have a joint night. We'll you know, do a special episode there. Oh, okay. Like what yeah, you think. Let's see? do this. Yeah. So, for... The governor of BCW, your guiding light and mine, and unbeknownst to him, Marcus Davenport Schwan III. I have been your host at Muck Day Party. Until next week, party out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>